Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. No games on the schedule? No! That doesn't stop us from talking football. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development. Here are your hosts, past WFCA President Tom Swiddle and WSSP High School Insider Big Time Mike McGiver. Uh, Welcome into the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development. I'm Mike McGivern. Sitting in for Tom Swiddle this week, he's Doug Sarver. Doug, how you doing? Doing good, Mike. Well, it's good to see you. Everything's going good? Good to be here, and the weather's getting a little better. President of WFCA, is that your title? Yes, sir, for till July. All-Star Game Chairman, Athletic Director at St. Francis. You need to find another job or something, man. <laughs> you need to get a little busier. Come that's on, boy. A, it's a little busy this time of year. <laughs> it is. Um, not going to be coaching high school football this year. That'll be my first year off in coaching in uh, 42 years. How are you feeling about that? You know, I really haven't had a lot of time to think about it with uh, being the athletic director also and the WFCA president. So uh, I think I'll be okay. I, you know, I'm going to be the athletic director, so I'll stay involved in many issues in, in, around the sports at St. Francis. My last year coaching basketball. This year. Oh, it was. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Went out. Uh, went, went out with out a bang, top. man. Went out with a bang. Told uh, Coach Wallace I'm beginning of the year. This will be my last year. And uh, I don't I don't know many guys that go out like that. So that was, I'm really feeling blessed by that. Well, that's the way everybody wants to go out. It Not is. Not too many get that chance. Uh, do you know last night I got a chance to go to a uh, to a fundraiser for Milwaukee Lutheran, Greendale Martin Luther, and uh, Lake Country Lutheran to, they're all under one umbrella, and it was at the Fister. And uh, I got to tell you, it was really, really impressive. Um, it, it was well, really well run, had a really good time. My wife, Terry, and I were there, and and uh, Dr. Wayne Jensen, the principal at Martin Luther, invited us. And uh, it was really cool with, with kids from all the different schools and, and what the mission statement for those schools were. Um, and it was a fundraiser, and it was run really well. The food was was uh, was so good, and uh, we were so blessed to be there. The only thing that that I'll never forget this is Dr. Wayne Jensen, who graduated uh, in '86 from Milwaukee Lutheran. He got his old basketball uniform out, and he, him and Eric Tillich, who played on that team as well, both wore their their basketball uniforms from back in the day. And I uh, remember how short those shorts were. Oh yeah, yeah. Dr. Wayne Jensen just went right to it, and we had players up in the stage who laughed as hard as I've ever seen him laugh. And, uh, man, he ran it really well. I've never seen anybody with whiter legs in my entire life. I imagine those uniforms were a little tighter today, Oh, man. man. Yeah, I'm not going any. You know what? <laughs> I throw no stones with that one, pal. I throw no stones. But I just wanted to thank uh, Dr. Wayne Jensen and the people. Um, 
certainly uh, the the whole staff that put that event on. I've been to a number of those events, and that was run as well as anyone that that I've been to. And Cole Brown, who oversees the three schools, had a great um, kind of a mission statement on what we need to be doing as a society. I thought it was just wonderful. So wanted to thank uh, Wayne and and uh, I don't know if I want to thank Eric. Eric Tillich, him and I used to play basketball together, and he uh, he used to be a referee. And I'm not sure he should he should bring that look out much anymore. So I'm just telling you. Hey, Eric, it was good to see you last night as well. We are joined in studio. He's the owner and, and a sponsor of this show, Raising the Stakes Fundraising Leadership Development. Tony Resch, how you been? I've been fantastic, Mike. Congrats on the state championship, buddy. Thanks. Who'd you bring with you? I brought my little guy, nine-year-old Tyson. You know, I haven't seen Tyson in a while. Tyson's gotten a little bit bigger. Yeah, he's a rush. He uh, he's not uh, bashful in the kitchen like his older brother. You know, Mason used to come in when he was about his age too. I think. And, yep, yep, he did. He's, and he's throwing shot and disc today over at uh, West Dallas Hale for a little track meet, so he couldn't make it. And you can head right over there yep, from this. Yep, we will be. How's he doing um, physically? I know he had had some injuries. Is he doing okay? <laughs> yeah, he actually is is helping us coach Tyson's U nine baseball team and was doing soft toss. And took a line shot right to the forehead and smashed his forehead. He had to have reconstructive surgery. So he's about eight and a half, nine weeks out from that, and he's doing fine. He's been cleared for all activities, but that was a scary day. He's had a rough couple of couple of things happen to him. Yeah, he, his, his mother is like, <laughs> can we just get on the other side of these injuries between his ankle and his broken hand for the playoffs? And getting knocked out in the state championship football game was uh, – pretty scary as well yeah you bet tyson pull the microphone up uh, a little closer if you can thank you for coming in it's nice to see you yep do you have a favorite sport uh, my favorite sport right now is um baseball and basketball so is it baseball because it's baseball season and then basketball when it's basketball season no i just like basketball because i like shooting hoops with my friends and i like baseball because that's the most talented i'm at right now good what position do you play in baseball Usually pitcher or first base. Yeah, you throw throw it pretty good for a kid your age. Yes. Yeah. Can you hit a curve? You don't you don't see any curveballs or any of that stuff yet, right? No. no. I can only throw fastballs and changeups. Yeah, and that's what you should throw for a long time. Let that arm develop a little bit. Where do you go to school, Tyson? I go to Riverside Elementary by Trenary Park in Menominee Falls. Yeah. Yeah. Good student. Yes. And boy, you like your teachers. Yes. Better yet, do they like you? Yes. That's the key right there. <laughs> Kid's going to take my job one day. Crash, don't ever bring Tyson back here again. He's way too comfortable with that microphone. Mason was not that comfortable when younger. No, Mason wasn't. Tyson was He was in a little panic mode, but he's handling it like a pro. Yeah, because so. in the middle of uh, my open, he got up and went back to the couch, and you made him get back. <laughs> Tyson, thank you for, for joining us. I appreciate yep. that. Hey, what's uh, boys, how did the coaches clinic go two weeks ago? Was it? Uh, from what I understand, it was really, really good. Well, it's it's always a, it's always good uh, to go there and see everybody. Uh, I think attendance was a little down between spring break for a lot of schools, and uh, we also had the opening weekend for the Brewers. Uh, but everybody that showed up, you know, great great guys hanging out, having some great conversations, and and uh, just enjoying time. So it was it was very good. Hey Tony, you've been a big part, and 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 Doug, you'll you'll uh, certainly um, tell me I, I, this is the truth. You've been a big part of that coach's clinic. For a number of years now, why is it important for you and and the people at Raising Stakes fundraising and leadership development to be up there? Uh, well, I, I think number one, first and foremost, uh, anybody that knows us knows we like to in, in, take care of people. And uh, when we set up our booth, we have a, I think, a, a very 
nice booth. We feed guys. Uh, we give them treats. Uh, we 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 handed out a bunch of uh, apparel this year uh, as a thank you to all the coaches that we work with. And then we certainly want to be there as a resource for anybody that's looking to raise more money. We're now into the apparel business, so we can take care of people from uh, spirit wear sales to fundraising aspect of, of uh, fund, uh, apparel. Uh, we also have a new online uh, fundraiser, so we just really need to get the word out of all the different things in addition to our leadership and our team building with our escape rooms. So we're, we're, we don't want to... We don't want to do everything for everybody, but we're, we're uh, really trying to take care of people uh, and be a one-stop shop for them so that, that they don't have to go a, b- a bunch of other places right now. Hey, they, they um, look, I like being involved with Raising Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development because I think they do it the right way, and they don't do it because they want to make as much money as they can on every fundraiser. Um, they do it because they truly believe in, in, in communities and teams and, and helping teams, and you would agree with that. Yeah, I, I think Tony was probably the most popular booth up at the uh, at the football clinic. Uh, he takes care of his people, like he said. Uh, we've worked with Tony for many years, and the, what you get back from from the, his fundraisers is uh, doesn't match anybody else. It's it's much better. Yeah, I agree with that, Tony. What what kind of new things do you have going on right now? There's always something new um, <laughs> at uh, at raising the stakes, and you can go to. Uh, Go to their website because that's the best way to get all the information that uh, that you need. It's RaisingTheStakesInc.com. Uh, as I as I started to mention, you know, we've got our new online fundraiser. Um, I'm I'm not a real big fan of kids just asking for money. However, it seems to uh, there seems to be a lot of fatigue out there in the fundraising world with different products and discount cards and so forth. And so we took a look at some of the other companies that did it. We have our own system now it's called raising the stakes click people can make a donation with just a simple click and uh we give more back uh as as in all other fundraising whether it's discount cards or cookie dough or pizzas uh we've got two new layouts for discount cards which i believe will be uh extremely successful been very well received early on here uh as i mentioned again we do have the apparel uh so now we can do spirit wear we'll be up on uh uniforms very soon uh, we do home delivery now for spirit wear sales. So coaches, you do not have to touch boxes and sort anymore. Uh, when people go online and pay, they get it shipped right to their house. And Boy. that's been a huge feature uh, for the groups as well. And you can use it as a fundraiser or just a standard spirit wear sale to identify your program better. Hey, do you, is there a sport that you guys excel in? Are, are you, you work with teams from any sport, but football seems to be. Is that your biggie? Yeah, I think football, that's where we cut our teeth. That's where we probably have the biggest number of groups that we work with uh, between myself and my team, uh, which there's six of us now across the state. Wow. Uh, we, we probably have about 350 to 400 groups a year that work with us. I would say football is probably a little over half of that, and I think there's a big misconception that we just work with football teams, as we've talked about before. Right. Uh, but I just wrapped up a fundraiser with the Racine County 4-H uh, we have uh, volleyball and tennis and golf, and if if you have a sport in high school or youth, or if you have a fine arts program, choirs, bands, Spanish club, German club, there is not uh, a nonprofit organization that we have not had the honor to help fundraise. So we we have covered everybody here. Raisingthestakesinc.com. On the other side of the break, can we talk about the leadership development side of all this? Absolutely. Because that's a different side of this. Absolutely. It's, it's under the umbrella, but this that is really close to your heart. Absolutely. And I want to talk to you a little bit about that. 
Doug Sarver sitting in for, for Tom Swiddle in studio with us. Uh, Tony's here, but Tyson's here. Tyson Resch from Raising the Stakes Fundraising Leadership Development. We'll get to talk to those guys a little bit more on the other side of the break. This is the WFCA show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Football Coach Association show presented by Raising Stakes Fundraising Leadership Development. Before we get back to our special guest, Tony Resch, hey, we're reaching out to Malcolm over at the Waco Warehouse Sale. If you if you don't know anything about this shoe sale, I went to it last year. It's not like what you think. This thing is unbelievable. I went over there and uh, there was like a line around the door to get in and then they opened the door and people came in and the... the the prices on some of these shoes were incredible. In fact, I bought two pairs for myself, a pair for my son-in-law, and a pair for a guy that works for Kiss because I knew he'd like them. And we're talking to Malcolm right now. Malcolm, how you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. So I was shocked. You know, you hear about a shoe sale and you think, okay, we'll go over there and be a couple of pairs of shoes on sale. This is a warehouse um, pretty close to Bayshore, about five or six blocks away from Bayshore off of Port Washington Road. Tell us a little bit about what's going on over there today. Sure, yeah. Our warehouse sale, basically the brands that we own, Floorshine, Stacey Adams, Nunbush, and Boggs. Um, we basically have either samples, so like stuff that we take to our shoe salesman shows and stuff like that, or every few seconds, and we give it to you at a great price. And yeah. so it's a little over 3,000 pairs of shoes, and we restock every day, and we have them on sale. Yeah, yeah. and when you say on sale, man, the prices were incredible. Like I said, I bought four pairs of shoes when I was there. Um, what are the hours for today? Today is 9 to 5. Today is the last day for this season, so you got to get here before 5 p.m. Get there before 5. And we talked to a lot of high school-age kids on this show. What, what are some of the bigger sellers during the uh during the sale for kids that are in high school and, and, and that kind of age for, for student-athletes? Sure. For students or student-athletes who are a family that likes to do hunting, our box brand is really good for um, hunting boots, um, and they also are good for all-around wear for snow and rain. So you can wear them. They're all insulated, and they're waterproof, so those are really good. Um, and then for... Like, if you have to dress up for like before any of your games, our Floor Sham and Stacey Adams brands have really good dress shoes um, and dress casual wear items that you can put to almost any outfit that you have. Hey, Malcolm, thank you so much. We're going to reach back out to you at 1115. I've got a couple more questions when it comes to the parents of those student-athletes and, and uh, talk a little bit about the promo discount off future purchases, and we'll explain that at 1115. Malcolm, thank you so much. And where are you guys located exactly? 330 West Olive Street. 330 West Olive. It's right off of Port Washington in Olive. And uh, I'm telling you, when you go there, expect to be wowed because the uh, the sales that they've got going on at the Waco Warehouse shoe sale are pretty incredible. Malcolm, thanks a lot. We'll talk to you next hour. Awesome. Thank you. You bet. Have a good day. Guys, you need shoes, I'd, I'd head over there. I'm not kidding. You know, Tony, I went over there because we did a uh, we did a remote with Kiss. So I just went over and thought, okay, I'll pop in and pop out and and walked in there and went, you got to be kidding. I saw all these people. I got there 15 minutes before the doors opened. 
And there was a line of like 400 people. And I thought, this can't be for a shoe sale. And it was. And it was, uh, once I walked in, I realized why all those people were there. Hey, Tony, let's talk a little bit about the leadership development side of raising the stakes. Um, Raising stakes, fundraising, leadership development, that part of it is a part that you're really involved in and is close to your heart, man. Yeah, we... uh Besides the fundraising, we want to help develop, help coaches develop uh, young young men and women uh, to be leaders in the communities and take that forward with them and and make a difference in the world. And we just really uh, want to take it to the highest degree possible. You know, the, you can go to coaching clinics like we just talked about a little bit ago. Uh, those are all over the place. Um, but there's really nobody that's created a platform specific to leadership. So we bring in uh, coaches like Jake Davis from Germantown, Dave Keel, Steve Jones, Jeremy Korth, uh, Pat Cerrone from Oshkosh. We, we bring in different business leaders, uh, and they share how they reach the hearts and minds of their team or their uh, employees or, or whatever the situation may be and get the best uh, results out of them and, and help them to be, become better people and, and just – feel great about themselves so they work harder for you so uh it's it's definitely a passion uh it's we we tie that in with our escape rooms we've had a lot of teams come out and and team build and i know that uh, coach wallach who's taken over for coach sarver brought his leadership kids out uh there were 12 of them had some pizza and had a great day dave keel came out gave a 45 minute presentation on leadership and uh, it's just really important to us, uh, again, to pay it forward. It's not really a big financial reward for us. That's not why we do it. It's just to, to help people become better. And actually, it's funny that I brought Tyson along because, Tyson, maybe you can tell Coach McGivern and, and Coach Sarver, what, what are we doing? Uh, what project do we have uh, for, for the team? You had to fill something out and you had to ask somebody. What is that called? Okay, so we have this thing called... Um... Season season dedication for um so we have to dedicate our season to somebody that we love or one of our friends, um and um we dedicate our season and um there's gonna be this um season dedication game um at the end of the season um so then our dedication person can come to the game and watch us. So starting them early. Started him early, nine years old. Um, coach Koenigs, who's the head football coach up at Stanley Boyd, he, yep. he was one of our speakers. We did a, a leadership event in, in uh, Stevens Point a couple of years ago, and he, and he does what he calls season dedications. You have to pick someone to dedicate your season to who's impacted your life positively. You share that with the team, and then you have 48 hours in which to find that person, see them face-to-face, and tell them that you've selected them, and then why. And it's very moving. Uh, he actually shared his story. He, he picked a kid on his team who had gone home because he forgot his helmet, uh, getting on the bus to go to a Division three or a Level three playoff game and was killed in a car accident on his way back to the, to the you know, school to get right. on the bus. So he dedicated a season two years later and had to go talk to the parents. And obviously it was very emotional. Um, so it's just something impactful, and, and the, the earlier we can get kids to start thinking that way, uh, I, obviously I think the better that it is. And and uh, so, Hey, Doug, um, this kind of stuff that, that, that Tony's doing, you know, I think as coaches that you and I have been doing this a long time, you try to do some of this stuff, and you think you're on an island. You know, you think, okay, well, I, I've learned this, or I've heard about this, and I'm going to try this. But when a guy like Tony puts it under one umbrella and says, Look, you're not on an island. 
come out and listen to this guy and what he's doing and come out and listen and share your stories, it makes a world of difference. Well, he's got some outstanding coaches from around the state working with him and some of the more respected coaches. So obviously when I, what I wanted to ask Tony is how has it grown from the start? Uh, well, it, I appreciate that question because a couple of weeks ago down in South Milwaukee, uh, Mark Hoffman, who's the head track coach, he's on the football staff there. I know you know Mark very well, great guy. Uh, he, he had been to one of our events and wanted to host one. And it started out, again, where it was football coaches, and then we had a few athletic directors show up. Uh, we actually call our, inf- our our meetings influence meetings. And last last uh, couple of weeks ago was at South Milwaukee. It was our ninth one over the last three years, roughly. And uh, what was really nice about it is we had we had 40, 42 people there, uh, but we had softball, baseball, basketball, volleyball, football, swimming, cheer, dance coaches. So it's really started to spread out, uh, and, and more and more people are, are really starting to buy into it. And we always try to give them takeaways. You know, you hear a lot about, oh, you got to be a good leader, you want to develop character, but how, what does that look like? How do you do that? So all the kids or all the, all the speakers come in and they, when you leave that meeting, and we usually have three speakers, everybody speaks usually for 45 minutes to an hour, people walk out of that room and they have four, five, six, seven things that they can immediately implement. And obviously we always tell them, you know, you may want to put a little spin on it, make it your own, do it a little bit differently than everybody else does to be comfortable. But at the end of the day, uh, it's it's something that they can take away and, and get right away that, that uh, is very impactful. So... I know that uh, Coach Wallach has used your leadership program and has uh, a bunch of our kids in a program at our school now. Something that he's trying to do is develop that leadership model. Uh, Yesterday, in fact, uh, Coach Wallach and I pulled a young man in who's uh, going to be part of that leadership program to ask him to help mentor some kids some things that we've heard through the grapevine that need to be uh, cleaned up. Mm -hmm. And this is the program that can help in that regard. And this young man is hopefully going to mentor these kids and help them clean up some of the things in their life right now. Yeah, there's really nothing more rewarding, I think, and cool as a, as a coach or an adult or a parent when you see uh, a young person step up and take that leadership role and do it the right way. You know, we're not, we're not asking people to scream at people. We're asking them to pull the rope, not push the rope. And uh, so anytime that you can do that, it's a huge thing. For instance, uh, with Tyson's U9 kids, we have two teams. Tyson's on one team, and one of the young men handed in his season dedication slip, and he handed it to me, and he said, hey, coach, before you open it up and read it, he goes, I just want to let you know I selected you. And I was, like, blown away. And you know me, I'm a big softie, get (laughs) emotional. And I'm like, are you trying to make me cry right now, Nate? And he goes, I, I said, well, without reading it, I said, why did you select me? He said, because when I come to practice, um, you've instilled in me the desire, this is a nine-year-old, the desire to be a better human being and a better baseball player. So, you know, we hear stuff like that. Uh, those are the reasons that we that we do what we do. Boy, that's good. I bet you cried like a baby. I did. I, I, I did. Tyson, what do we do at the end of practice every day? Okay, so there's this thing called put-ups um, where we put up our teammates to um, feel comfortable um, welcoming to the team, and um, it's basically um, like thank you for doing a good job. Like um, you have to say um, how what they did and the reason why, and um, 
it just puts them up and um, makes their heart feel warmer. I don't do ups. <laughs> I don't do sit ups. I don't do. I do downs. I boogie down. I chow down. You know that kind of stuff. Sit down. Sit down. Yeah. Because you know what, up it, it defies gravity. <laughs> Gravity's a law, and I obey the law. That's a, that's a comic that I'm stealing that from. Just so you know, Tyson, thank you so much for coming in. Tony, thanks again for for sponsoring this show. For all you do for WFCA, for for again, people. I don't know if they pigeonholed you because football was is what you do a lot of because you're a big football guy. But I've talked to other. I've talked to a dance club that utilizes you. I've talked to that, you know, the little clubs that do things and big clubs that do things outside of the sports world. You know, baseball, basketball, football, volleyball, you work with all those guys. But all the other clubs that are looking to raise money, I would highly recommend that you go to their website. Call Tony. He'll answer any questions that you have. I mean, he'll. you just let him know. Go to RaisingTheStakesInc.com. New website, huh? Uh, well, we've, updated, up, we've it? updated a lot of things on the website. And Looks then we, good. And then we also have our RaisingTheStakesClick.org website, which is where people can go if they would like to sign up to do the online uh, fundraising, where it's, it, again, it's as simple as a click. And, simple uh, we, as a click. We give 80, 80 to 85% back in those uh, in that fundraiser. So it's <sighs> unmatched in the industry for, for sure for that reason, too. Hey, it's good to see you. Great to see you as always. Yeah, I appreciate the uh, the opportunity as always to come in and, and you bet. Uh, see you guys spend some time with some great quality people. Tyson, keep hitting the ball, throwing straight, right? Yep. Thanks for coming on the air and not staying on the couch. You did yeah, good. You're welcome. You did good. We'll get to a break. Other side of the break other side of the break. Wade Lebecki, the W I A A. Things get serious now. That vote's coming up, right? We're gonna talk about that with Wade on the other side. This is the pick and save. Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented, as always, by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising Leadership Development. Mike McGivern, alongside Doug Sarver. Doug, uh, boy, nobody does that stuff better than Tony Rush. Yes, and he's always got something new to offer, and that, that makes it even greater. Hey, we are uh, we're going to be calling Wade Lebecki from the WIA right now, um, and big week coming up, right? Yes, on uh, Tuesday is the uh, Board of Control meeting, and I'm sure they have other issues that they're going to be deciding on, but... One of them is the uh, final vote on the football-only uh, restructuring of conferences in the state of Wisconsin to start in 2020. Look, I, they may have a lot of things to talk about, but I think that's got to be at the top of the list, I would think, correct? Well, I'm sure it is. Uh, they've already had a first approval on it, and there'll be a few schools there to appeal uh, and be heard. So uh, I will be up there to... Um, represent the WFCA and, and the football-only restructuring. You know, we've talked in the past about the, the partnership on this that you feel like you've had with the WIA. And, and there are times when, you know, the WIA, a lot of people go, boy, you know, they're, they're, they're fighting against us for this reason or that reason. And the way you've approached this is, is more of a partnership with them, correct? Absolutely. I, I really have called it and used the word unprecedented. 
uh, several times. Uh, our partnership with the WIAA has been that, a partnership. We have worked together the entire time on this restructuring of the uh, football-only alignment in Wisconsin. And uh, they have been nothing but uh, shared opinion and shared information as we have given back. And it's just been what we just talked about, a partnership. Can you talk, for people that don't know much about the football-only conference, and, and we're going we're gonna to talk to Wade here in a minute about the WIA side, but on your side, what was the reason and the necessity to do something like this? Well, you know, there is, currently there are conferences of 11, 10, 9, 8, all the way down to five schools. So it was all over the place. Uh, as far as the number of teams and conferences, which then makes the number of games played in conferences all over the place also. So what we wanted to do and our objective was to uh, uniform that and get that uh, uniform across the state. So we uh, we started with 394 schools and 52 conferences. And what we submitted to the Board of Control on March 1st and what they did a first approval on was 376 schools and 49 conferences after the 18 new schools uh, declared for eight-man football. You know, talking to Tom Swiddle last week without you here um, during a break, he said, you have no idea how much, how hard this was for, for you know, Doug to go through this, and not on his own because other people were there with him, but the fact that nobody, there's a lot of people that don't like change. And if they don't feel like it's changed for the overall good, but they, they don't want to change something for just them, when sometimes you have to look at the whole the whole picture to make it right. Um, and Tom said you have, to me off the record, but I'm talking to you about it, he said you have no idea how hard, you know, the pushback on, from some of these people were to duck. We, you know, when we accepted the challenge, we knew that we were going to have pushback and concerns and we have. Uh, being the president and the leader of that committee, I'm the one that they uh, call or email or text. Myself, along with Wade, probably get all of the complaints, uh, even as late as this week. Uh, we've, People still. We have taken, yeah, we have taken several emails this week. So um, the one thing that I will share, is the association and the membership, uh, whether they've agreed whether they've disagreed or they're somewhere in between, have been very professional all along the way. And I appreciate that from our membership and has made that a lot easier to uh, be part of. What's been the, what's been, is there a common complaint that people might have? Well, most of the time it has been, like you said, change. And they just don't really want to change. Uh, They may be someone who feels that uh, they're comfortable in the conference they were in and changing to a new conference or having new teams in their conference is just something that uh, they're not comfortable with. That's, that's been most of it. Now, there are some travel uh, concerns in some areas, um, and we just can't get away from that. Somebody's going to travel uh, in, in the conference, especially in the southwest and up north. So uh, the travel concerns are something that we will, we will look at and have looked at and, and try to fix in most cases, but in, in all cases we're not have, have been able to do that. Are the changes that, that uh, you see and, and the people, the, the teams, this, this is throughout the entire state. That, this isn't just in southeast Wisconsin, correct? 
Correct. This is the entire state. And are you getting more pushback from outstate, from here locally, combination of both? To be honest with you, locally has been pretty good. Um, I think most of the schools throughout the state now have realized that uh, this is something that is in the best interest of Wisconsin high school football. Um, again, there's, there's the ones that are looking, anytime you do something like this, and, and they're going to look at their program and how it affects their program. They're not going to look at the big picture, and we understand that. So that's where we have people showing their concerns, and, and, and just many of them just want to be on record. And so they understand that this is something they always lead off with. It. We understand that this is best for you know, the high school football, but it might not be best for them. Right. How long has it taken you guys? And, and how do you remember when, when, when the idea of this footballing conference came to play? It was at our advisory meeting with the WIA in the December of 2017. Okay. So two years been going on. And do you remember the conversation and, and did, did you step up and say, let me be the lead dog in this thing? Or, or did they ask you to? The WIA asked if we would be consider we would consider to uh, work on something right. that would help this problem. And as a group, we talked about it, and I asked our, our executive board, are you willing to step up and meet this challenge, knowing that it's not going to be popular in some areas? Right. And they all were. They, they, they didn't blink. Yeah, you're not getting a free haircut in some areas right no, now. No, we're not real popular in some areas. Uh, it, you know, one thing I also want to say: of the 376 schools, less than 10 percent, probably seven or eight percent, have initiated concerns. So, so that's a small. That's small, but they're loud. Yes, they're, they're, that that's a loud group that you that you have to deal with, and and I'm sure that, you know, they've got the people that are against it. The people that are for it aren't loud. They're like, yeah, that, that would work for us. And then they, they go away and go on with their life. The guys that are against it, almost like anything that you deal with, they're going to be the ones that are the loudest that are calling you on a daily basis or a weekly basis saying, hey, look, here's another reason I don't want you doing this. And here's another reason. Here's another reason. And sometimes you have to look at the overall good for the entire state and not just for a couple of of teams, and that's what we do. We're, we're looking at the big picture, and some of them have legitimate concerns. Sure, but some of them's concerns just don't make sense. You, you have to weed through that, and you and you guys don't take not being competitive into play. Correct? We try not to. Uh, we try to, in fact, and there's some cases where we have made some uh, changes that we don't even understand why they even are asking for uh, our concerns that they have because. The competitiveness has got better for them. Yeah, that's it's hard. And you know from, from look, you've been at St. Francis a long time, and you've been in a number of different conferences, as we all have, guys who have coached for a while, where conferences switch or you go to a different conference or they, they close that conference and you go to another one. And I think we've all been through if you've been in this a long enough time. And there are times that you're really like, no, I, I, I don't want to do that. And then you find out, you know what, okay, this isn't so bad. This works out okay for, for everybody. I really think that that's what's going to happen in the end. I do too. It's it's going to be very, very good for many of them that, that don't think it is right now. Hey, Doug, I sit in the same seat every Tuesday for a sales meeting. Half for years. I don't want to, you know what, every once in a while somebody will sit there. And I'll be like, what are you doing? We're going to move the cheese. You're not moving my cheese. Get up and move. Well, then one time I had to go sit in another seat. 
it's not so bad. No, no, it's you know what? I don't need to have. I, I still have it. I'm gonna keep it, but it's not that not that big of a deal. And I think that you know these guys will 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 understand that. I think sooner rather than later. I do. But I, when when Tom talked about, look, these are this is the two years that you're the president, and this came up as the president of WFCA, and you jumped in and said, you know, what do we think? Let's go ahead and 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 do this. The fact that you guys have worked closely with the WIA is the story, I think, on this. We've reached out to Wade, if not gotten a hold of him. We're going to get to a break. I'm going to try him again and see if we can get a hold of Wade Lebecchia on the other side from the WIA to do one segment on this conference only. Again, that meeting's coming up next week. And do they vote on it? Is that final then if they vote on it? this They'll vote on it. Uh, they'll hear the appeals right. on Tuesday, and then they'll vote, and then that'll be final. And it's either... The vote is either allow or deny. That's it. Yep. End of There's story. No modification at this point. How many people will be up there? Do you think to? Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to guess six to ten schools. Will and be they'll heard. get three, four minutes or something. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's usually about what it is. And the, it's going to be hard. Do, will you speak on the on the pro side or do you listen? I will answer any questions that the board of control has or the schools have, and I will give a WFCA summary. I'd like to be a fly on the wall in that one. Can I come up to that one if I want? Is it open, open to the, the public? public? There you go. Let's get to a break. Other side, we'll continue with Doug Sarver, see if we can't get a hold, a hold of Wade Lebecki from the WIAA. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Oh, welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising Leadership Development. Mike McGivern alongside Doug Sarver. So I've reached out to Wade. Got him. Now i got Mitch trying. So Mitch, uh, try him again, please, if you would. Appreciate that. Um, hey, Doug, if we can, uh, we're going to continue talking about the combine at, at 1145, but that combine's coming up. And uh, as we reach out to, uh, to Wade... It uh, combines coming up April 27th. We're going to be doing my show live there. Tom Swiddle and I, he'll be back. Where's Tom, by the way, today? He is at Michigan Tech watching the spring game for his son. Yeah. You know what? He uh, he goes, you mind if I take the – I go, no, take off, man. Go see your boy. That's awesome. He uh, He's doing pretty well up there, and, and uh, it's, it'd be good for, for Tom to get up there and see him play. The combine is sold out yet, or – I think they're still selling uh, spots, but uh, it's getting close. They're over 500. I heard, last I heard was 530. Man. And they, they've taken away one age group, that right. younger age group. Yep. Um, and so the idea was that maybe the numbers this year would be a little bit smaller, but it's not. No, it's just growing every year. And, you know, so that will be 530. To be juniors and seniors. Wow. Hey, we've uh, we finally got Wade Lebecki on. Um, so he's going to join us, talk a little bit about this meeting they've got coming up next week. Wade, how you been? Pretty good, Mike. How are you? Good. Hey, it was good to see you during the basketball tournament. Yeah, it was. Nice job. Thanks. I appreciate Congratulations. that. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that's a hard thing to do to win a state championship, so that was fun. Hey, let's talk a little bit about uh, this meeting coming up next week. 
and this football-only conference. That first segment when we talked about it, Doug kind of explained on how this thing started a couple of years ago. And I love the fact that the WFCA and the WIAA are true partners in this in this thing, correct? Yes, yeah. It's been wonderful the way it's been able to work out. You know, they did a nice job of taking a bull by the horns, and we were able to, you know, just work through the various things and eventually come up with the final product. And it, uh, it's at its final stage, so hopefully we can get it through. Can you talk a little bit about this meeting next week and, and, and how that's – Doug had talked about there may be seven to ten schools that come up uh, that might be against it to say, hey, look, here's why we're against it. And then you guys, at the end of that day, at the end of that meeting, you vote either thumbs up or thumbs down, correct? Right, and it's not us voting. It's the Board of Control that votes. Okay. So, uh, you know, uh, the staff and the, and the coaches have worked together to put the plan together. But ultimately, the Board of Control of the WIA has the final say, and that's what they'll have at this next meeting. So when, uh, you know, we've been through the process, like Doug said, it started, you know, quite a while ago. And the board in March 1st heard the first hearing, and then they had some people who were able to, uh, you know, voice their opinions on the plan and that. And the uh, the board voted to bring this plan forward and not to modify it. So now on Wednesday... They'll have an opportunity to hear member schools who still want some changes made. And then they will vote up or down. So uh, we have, I believe, there's going to be eight people in person. There's going to be, uh, I think, two or three that are going to be there via video. But uh, then they're going to vote on it. So we're going to hear that at, at our uh, office up in Stevens Point. And then uh, we'll hear some people who still would like changes to be made. Again, the board doesn't have that option. They, they have to either vote it up or down. Hey, Wade, do you get calls from, from and, and I said this to, uh, to Doug last segment, that the people that agree with it, you don't, you're not going to hear much from. They go, yeah, I, I like that, and they move on. The guys that, that are struggling and want this not to be the way it is, do you hear from them as well? Because I know Doug hears from them. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're persistent, you know, um, they want to. They want to cover all of their bases, and they talk to everybody they can who might have influence. And uh, you know, I give them credit for that. You know, they have to go ahead and uh, uh, make their position known, and they want to, you know, use their try to influence the vote. But ultimately, uh, they can contact Doug and they can contact me. But we don't have a final say. Uh, the board of control has that. So, uh, you know, like I said, the, they'll be able to come present to the member schools, talk to the board, present their ideas and their their um, criticisms and and whatever, and uh, the board will listen to them and hear them. Uh, that's uh, the way we work, you know. We're membership driven. But you are correct. Um, I think we got one uh, email from a satisfied school. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Wade so, has been yeah. Wade has been very good at sharing any of the information that he gets from schools that are concerned, and vice versa. I've sent him things that uh, come directly to me and what we tell them and what Wade has told them, that it will be passed on to the Board of Control for their review so that they know at the, at the appeals meeting uh, who is concerned and what the concerns are. Who's on the Board of Controls? Who are those guys? Well, the Board of Control is made up of 11 members, and uh, the state of Wisconsin is divided up into seven districts. So there's a, an administrator, uh, usually a superintendent or principal, from one, of those, one from each of those districts, and then... We have an at-large gender, a female representative. We have an at-large minority 
and Eric Coleman's um, from Milwaukee, so he's the minority rep. And then we have an at-large parochial. Um, the final person is our school board representative uh, from the Wisconsin School Board Association. So there's 11 people who make up that board, and they have the final say on all our season regulations and tournament procedures, as well as uh, the final say on uh, conference realignment. So do you think those, those are the 11? Do you think those 11 are getting phone calls from from people? Yeah, I know they are. Um, I know you know the the two in the um, uh, River Falls area district uh, obviously are uh, getting some uh, phone calls and, and and that. So you know, hopefully we'll be able to address that. You know. The beauty of the plan is it can be reevaluated every two years, and if somebody has a legitimate reason for asking for relief, they can do so, and uh, that can be adjusted in 2022. So that's why this plan is is uh, so nice. Is it does allow for changes in enrollment, it does allow for changes in demographics. So if you need relief, you can ask for it. And I think that's part of the reason why we haven't heard more, is people know that we have to start somewhere. And this is the starting point, and it's an excellent one that they put together. And then once we get that starting point executed, then we can look at the realignment process. And, you know, we spent uh, the whole fall with another committee, uh, our staff did, um, developing a conference realignment task force. And uh, we had some excellent people on there, and they came up with a process for us to use. So that, in, in conjunction with this, will allow us to go ahead and, and ease this conference realignment. It's, you know, it's, it's a bugger when you get going on it. And once you get going, the domino falls, and then another one falls. And so hopefully with this whole plan, it'll can solve a lot of those problems. Is it a 6-5 majority wins vote? Yes, it's a majority vote. So 6 and I believe in March 1, it was 9-2. to two. Oh, it was? Yeah. So, you, look, you never want to count chickens yet, but they uh, you feel pretty good about getting this done, Doug? I never speak for the board. Um, I always let them, uh, they make their decisions, and we provide them as much uh, uh, advice as we can on on both sides and and let them make a decision. Doug, how about you? I can just tell you that I'm confident that Wade and I have done the best job that we can to present what we feel is right to the board, and it'll be their determination after they hear the appeals. I never say anything is over until it's over. I just feel that we've given them, given them the information that we need to give them, and they'll make a, a informed decision. Doug, is there a com- is that guys? Is there a common thread between why these the the schools that are against it? Is there a common thread as to even though they're different areas in the state, why they're against things like the, the, this conference only football conference? Well, you only? know, I think it I think it varies, Mike. Um, you know, River Falls, it's distance. Um, you know, there's more travel uh, on a couple, you know, uh, on, on two of the dates uh, than they're, what they're used to, I guess. Um, you know, instead of going to Superior, they're going to Lacrosse, or they're going to Toma. And um, so they have a little bit more trance or distance uh, on the four away games or the three away games. Uh, Hayward, it's distance. Um, they, you know, they're up there in the, in the North Woods. And, and when you're up there with a school of 600, you they're going to travel more because there aren't many schools in the Division Two range, so there was it was difficult to find somebody with them. So they're in the GNC, but you know we have Niagara over in the Northeast, and they're they're more of the enrollment. Um, the, they're about 215, and they're in there with O'Connell Falls, who's 485. So they want, you know, they want to be in a, in, a, in a smaller conference. Now, the, you know, 
those are different reasons. You know, we have some for competitive down in the south uh, central area of the state. And the competitive reason isn't, you know, to us, I don't think is, you know, a legitimate reason to go ahead and, and, and upset the apple cart, uh, you know. But I think travel is a, 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 you know, reasonable uh, issue. Uh, but, the, you know, you're going to have that in the more rural areas. Yeah, you bet. Hey, uh, Wade, thanks a lot. I appreciate uh, I appreciate your time. Um, good luck next week on, on this. And, and, and I look forward to hearing the outcome and, and talking to you about it. Uh, really soon. And again, I commend you and Doug, WFCAWIAA, working together to solve a problem, I think is is just a great, it, I, from here on out, you know, when there's issues, I think this is the way to solve them, is instead of fighting against each other to work together, uh, Doug. Yeah, I just wanted to say uh, thanks to Wade and, and the WIA for working with us on this and everything that they've given uh, support on for this. And Hopefully we'll get a good result uh, this week, and then we can move forward on some of the other things that we need to sharpen up on this process. Yeah, I do. Uh, good luck with that, Wade. Good talking to you. Hey, not bad for a Thomas More grad. You're you're doing good stuff. <laughs> well, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, you bet. Mighty Cavaliers, okay. brother. Wade Lebecki, yep. WIAA. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break. First year head coaches: Andy Colstead from Wauwatosa West, Steve Tennis from Kewaskum. Uh, coming in studio, and then Joel Nellis from Brookfield Central going to join us via cell phone if we can get a hold of him. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by the Raising Stakes Fundraising Leadership Development on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 